Oh, man, we're back again, coming What's off up, a Ryan? huge fight. What's up, Rob? Great fight week. We're going to talk all about BK16. We're going to recap that. How about Tyson Holyfield 3? What's going on with that? That's crazy, As you man. saw on the thumbnail, you look good getting hit, by the way, Rob. Thank you. And on top of that, we have everything. How about Palomino? You see that? And Lombard, they're, they're calling out Tiago. That was amazing. We'll view that and talk about that. Fight of the night, David Diaz is going to be joining us later on. Find out more about his career, where it's heading in BKFC. Also, we're going to be uh, watching one of the most controversial fights in BKFC history from BKFC 16. We'll do a watch yeah. along with that. And you know him, you love him, or you hate him. There's no in between with this guy. Brandon Lambert's going to be joining us later on to give us some views on, you know, the fights that he saw because he was live there and he was mm-hmm. at the training camp. A lot to talk about with Brandon Lambert, the ever controversial Brandon Lambert. Is he? Is he ever, man? He <laughs> sure is. We're going to get into that in just a minute. But first things first, I mean, we're coming off a huge fight week, a huge show. Uh, BK 16 really delivered, I think, on every level. Uh, I was so entertained by it. I mean, I know you were watching on pay-per-view. Yeah, I was I was in the home office. Yeah, I was at the home office. So my perspective on it was a little bit different than, you know, everyone live watching it live. Love it. But watching it from pay-per-view, no issues, man. (laughs) Knock on wood. I'm going to put it out there. Started on time. There's no issues logging in. You know, it looks like all the app related technology has been uh, has been fixed. Come from Knuckmanius. We love that. We love that. And there was so much goodness on the show. I don't know where to start. So let's just run through like. The knockout night, the fight night. Let's talk about those. If you haven't seen those yet, the knockout night, uh, uh, my good buddy, Arnold, uh, Arnold Boogeyman, Boomaye, he's Boogeyman now because they're afraid to say his name. Arnold Adams had the knockout night over Bobo O'Bannon. And we'll, we'll take a look at that a little later on in the show, Rob. Uh, I mean, you saw that. Thoughts on that really quick. I was surprised. I'm not going to lie. Arnold Adams is a great uh, point striker. This is kind of what I was calling him uh, prior to this. Uh, I'm not going to lie. I wasn't really looking forward to seeing him in action. I am a huge fan now. I am a huge fan. It looked like he brought he brought a whole other Arnold Adams to the game. He Is that why? In, he came in to finish. Um, when he when he fought Beltran, when he fought Shoemaker, he fought very educated. Okay. You know, very smart fight. Uh, his jab is very strong. It's extremely uh, elusive. Um, his head movement was great. But, I mean, he came into, he came into knockout and... He got the knockout, man. He got the win, and you know, I, I think he earned a whole lot of fans with this. Uh... I do, too. But interestingly enough, I was talking to Bobo um, in the lobby of the hotel. I ran into him. I had never met Bobo. I had interviewed Bobo on Zoom calls, mm-hmm. and I was unable to make the December show where he fought Sam Shoemaker because, well, my wife and I were having a baby, so I couldn't come for that. Yeah. Um, but maybe I did come for that. Maybe that's why I was having a baby. So and it, what I'm saying to you here is, it's well, true. Man. I mean, let's be honest. Uh, what's, what's true, though, is when I walked up to Bobo and introduced myself, uh, he looked at me and he had this, 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 just, and I don't call it anger, but t- intensity in his eyes. And the first thing he said to me when I introduced myself, oh, I know who you are. He said, I'm ready this time. Mm-hmm. I don't know where my head was at last time, but I wasn't ready. And I talked to uh, Arnold Adams about this last week on the podcast. We interviewed him. I saw that. As, I, saw that. I, I know you were watching. As, uh, <laughs> as a fighter, when somebody says, I wasn't ready last time, but I am this time, is that a red flag? I asked him, he said, I wouldn't say that. And it does. It looks like, I mean, Bobo came to fight, but Arnold came to fight harder. On this Arnold night. Adams came very, very calm. And it, that's scary. He man. was. He was very chill. Yes. He's very chill. He knows he carries uh, such a pedigree. And because he is the first ever BKFC heavyweight champion of the world. You like that? I got it for you. Arnold. You are the first one. You. History. And, and he was ready. You could tell. Mm-hmm. And even walking around, I was watching him. Because when I do the backstage hits, the interviews, I can see him walking around. I see what the fighters are doing, what they're feeling. And he did. You're 100% correct. Very chill. Very relaxed. And he wasn't even, like, it wasn't, basically, he wasn't looking past him. He was just going to go through him kind of thing. Yeah. And as I said earlier, I was a little nervous. Uh, on his social media, he said he was having problems cutting weight. And I'm like, man, what, what are we going to see? You know, what type of fight am I going to see with this guy? And, you know, uh, with your interview, he looked very confident. He sounded very confident. He sounded very calm. He just kind of knew what he was. He was you wouldn't know he was that. even going to a fight, honestly. Yeah. Um, let's also talk about the fight of the night. Two guys making their debut. You had Spencer, Ooh. you had Diaz, and man, these guys went fight. at it, man. How'd yeah. that look on TV? That looked great. That looked <laughs> awesome. Way to start the pay-per-view, man. It doesn't get any better than that. Isn't it interesting? At Knuckle Mania, we started with Sagala Starling. What a way to start. I feel like that's what we're becoming known for. We start strong. I mean, yeah. every match is strong, but the start always sets the pace. And now, I actually got a text from my wife who was watching, and she said, wow, again, starting with a fight. She put the fire emoji. Fire fight. <laughs> you know? My yeah, wife's getting fight. into it. So, I agreed with that. I think it was a great way to start it. They deserve fight of the night. Mm-hmm. And uh, we're going to be talking to David Diaz later on. We're going to find out all about his background. And we're going to find out about the beef they had leading up to the fight. So that's going to be super cool, too. We're looking forward to talking to him in a couple minutes. Uh, other than that, I mean, 
Got to talk about Joe Elmore versus Leonard Garcia as well. Uh, that bout, I was looking forward to it. I know you were. I think everybody was. It's them fighting. They both said it, and I said it in the post-fight. Mirror images of each other. Two heavy hitters that don't back up. I've never seen Joe Elmore back up. I'm not sure we'll ever see it again, but we did see it in this fight. And if you're going to back up from somebody, let it be Leonard Garcia. Yeah, Leonard Garcia looked great. During oh. the weigh-ins, man, I mean, this guy, he came. He, you know, his training, you could see his camp look great. So I, I knew it was going to be a war for sure. And that, that could have had fight in it honors, uh, uh, you know, all over it as well. People were saying, you know, this mm. is my fight, you know. Um, but man, what a, what about, what a I agree. Fight, man. I agree. What and Garcia, Garcia must thought it was fight night too. He said something to post fight. You can give my fight night bonus now, but <laughs> knowing the kind of guy he is and the respect he has for the sport, I'm sure that as much as that would hurt his pocketbook, not getting it, he's probably excited to see two, two guys making their debut coming up hard, the mm-hmm. future of the sport kind of thing, getting that money, uh, for the fight bonus, but they could have gotten it easily. It was great. Uh, and it's just, again, it shocked me to see Joe back up and I mean, Joe, his scalp was split up here. This guy just kept coming. He kept coming. But by the end, I wasn't even sure when I interviewed him and, and, and Garcia won. I was already asking, come on, what's up? You want, you want to go against Palomino? I'd like to see that fight. That was sure. my that was yeah. what I wanted to know. Then then he retired. I know. <laughs> I was like, oh, what was that? That's out. Uh, but what a great career. I love that he brought his wife in the ring. I love mm-hmm. that he put the medal on her. Uh, it was really cool. And he's such a nice guy. So we wish you the best, Leonard Garcia, in, in the in your retirement. But look at this. I'd retire after one bout like this. Look at these guys as they go at it. I know. I mean, you can see here. Look at that. Swing for the fences, man. There was not a jab thrown that <laughs> night. <laughs> <laughs> and these guys are just warriors. As you said, big uh, big ups to Leonard Garcia. What a wonderful career. Way what a to way to end it. Retire on top with BKFC. And- I got to wonder. I have, I have a question that I'm wondering. I got to wonder if somehow, some way, I mean, do you think he knew that going in, that this is going to be it or see how it goes kind of thing or made a decision? What do you think on that? Do you think Leonard knew that going in? I don't know, man. I honestly think that's, I, I think in a fighter's mind, you know, there's a plethora of different emotion that runs through their head, especially post-fight. You know, they get a... They get that that dump, you know what I mean? That uh, adrenaline dump after the fight where they're, you know, they start to get calm and start to think. Um, with the win, uh, with the loss, he may have been campaigning for another bout. So I was thinking. Maybe, maybe this is just his time and, you know, I, he I might saw just felt right. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, we'll see. I, I will see, you know, retirements in sports, especially combat sports, we see them end when it's the right amount of money, but I really don't think it's going to end for Leonard. He seemed very serious. He said something like I could say yes to money with my wife, with my, he said something else, but when it comes to God, he's a very spiritual man. Mm-hmm. He said, I'm good. So what a way to end the career. Absolutely. We loved it. And let's talk about someone else. Uh, another uh, big guy we had on the card, Chop Chop Corley taking on Reggie Barnett Jr. Co-main event. Um, a lot of mixed wow. emotions. I enjoyed it, but a lot of mixed emotions from people. I enjoyed it as well. I did not think that was going to go that I couldn't way believe it. All. You know, Chop Chop Quirley, 85 plus professional bouts, you know, fighting the the likes of Floyd Mayweathers, the 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 Kodos, you know, the who's who in the boxing world. And for Reggie Barnett Jr. to do what he did to him, I, that's wow. Well, let's rewind that's, this. That's he, impressive. It is impressive, but he didn't just fight Floyd Mayweather. He went 12 rounds with yeah, a young Floyd man. Mayweather, which is that's that's and he's a former world champion. So I didn't expect it to go that way either. I can speak to what I saw at the hotel. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I always like to talk to the fighters, see how they're feeling. And Chop Chop, you want to talk about being relaxed. I saw the guys from Tiger Life and I was sitting talking to them and Chop Chop walked up. This was late at night and I said, wow, we were all remarking how relaxed he was. He said, look, man, it's a fight. I've been in a lot of fights and I kept saying to Chop Chop throughout when I was interviewing him, are you prepared for a bare knuckle fight, not a boxing fight? And he was saying stuff like, uh, I, I don't think I'm going to hit Reggie once and then he's going to run. Well, he didn't have a chance. Reggie rushed him. So Reggie must have listened to those interviews or something. I don't know. Yeah, I, I think it's a wake up call for for anyone that has not come into bare knuckle fighting championship that thinks that, you know, I'm going to throw the first punch and once they get hit, you know, it's game over. I, you know, I, I don't know the statistics, but it's an extremely high for those fighters in BKFC to accept from a challenger outside. So someone coming from MMA, someone coming from boxing with no bare knuckle background. Their, their lose record is extremely high because these bare-knuckle fighters, they're no joke. Uh, they have a different game plan, and it's a different sport. I agree. I mean, look at – you can go back to um, – uh, uh, what was his name? Chansey. He was on the show uh, mm-hmm. against Nico, the Olympic boxer, and Chansey threw up, and that when you throw up, it's over. you know. Yep. But Chansey was doing a good showing. The, the boxers come in, and they, I think because they're such elite athletes, and I agree, they're amazing. Mm-hmm. Yep. But again, different game. Different you got game. the clinch. You can punch in the clinch. Uh, they're not used to that. Yeah, that's a game changer, and, and Reggie works out very hard, and I think he worked extremely hard on this uh, on this fight as well. Um, he was spinning around. He was, you know, he was clinching and striking and 
that's you know th- that's shocking if someone's holding you by the back of your head and punching you in the face you're not used to that that's not a boxing thing no. it gets broken immediately Do, can you so. train for that i don't even know i know chop chop said he was training hitting the muay thai boards to get his knuckles tougher but mm. he was so relaxed i mean reggie appears pretty relaxed too but would you say a little bit too relaxed See, that's, I, I kind of thought that when I was talking to him, but again, I'm not a pro athlete that's gone mm-hmm. 12 rounds of Floyd Mayweather, it's Mayweather, excuse me, that's been world champion before. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that's hard for me to say, but I did think every time I talked to him, I was like, all right, this guy gets it, but does he fully get it? Because I don't feel mm-hmm. like we said any boxer fully gets it. And uh, we saw when he retired in the fourth round, going to the fifth, mm-hmm. uh, I heard Sean on commentary. I was sitting by him. I looked at him. I said, we all were like, whoa, we couldn't believe yeah. it either. And then I talked to Reggie afterwards. And Reggie told me, uh, I believe this was off mic. He just said to Chop, he's like, give me one more round. You know, I got one more round. You know, I want one more round. And Chop basically said, look, I know he my body. He got the win and he still wanted no, he to No, because he wanted to prove Reggie's himself. Reggie's a joke, dude. Reggie wanted to prove himself. He this was no his statement joke. here. He wanted to show. Now, he said it. Now I fought a pro boxer and I won. Mm-hmm. I have the best record in bare knuckle. What's he, six and one now, Reggie? Yeah. So, I mean, mm-hmm. uh, we'd like to know what you thought about the fight. You can always do that in the comments section. Let us know. Uh, but what a card. I mean, top to bottom. What else am I missing on this card? You were watching at home. I mean, you you rounded out. You know, <laughs> we're gonna get to some of the uh, questionable things uh, regarding the refs' calls, and Oof. I think that's, you know, that's a that's Hot an topic. issue that a lot of people have been talking about. But um, I don't want to take anything away from the bouts; they're extremely entertaining. The fighters came, uh, you know, they were awesome. Crowd was great too. The crowd oh, yeah. was into it. I, I was in the back doing the interviews, and all I heard was. Oh, oh, you could, t- yeah. you could tell it was a good show without even seeing the whole thing right away. Mm-hmm. They were really into it. And, and I love the fact that we kind of treat the fans like no other man at BKFC and, and we, we're really in it together, which is awesome. And speaking about being in it together, you might know where I'm going with this. Have you seen this video? I think we posted it on the Bare Knuckle FC Instagram uh, all about <laughs> it was Hector Lombard and Luis Palomino calling out Tiago Alves. We have, a, we have a video clip of if you haven't seen it, we can throw it up there for you. There we go. Look at that. I mean, that was awesome. See, I, first of all, I'm a huge fan of Hector. I love Luis too, but mm-hmm. Hector has so much intensity. The guy's huge. He's ripping out of his sweatshirt. You don't see that often. <laughs> and know. Luis has that calm intensity and he's ready to go. Now, the thing with that fight, I'd love to see it. Let us Me know too. in the comment section. Rob and I want to see if you'd want to see it. But is that going to be hard for Luis, even though he's this insane warrior? He's saying, I'll do a super fight at 170 or whatever. I mean, would that be... When people well, fight up, fifty-five to one. That's what I mean. Alves is huge, man. That guy is no joke. So Lombard called him out. Now Palomino's calling him out. I, I want to see where his head's at. Which you know, who who does he want to fight? Maybe we can get him on the uh, the show in a week or two and, and see what uh, see what's I'd going on. Love with to that. have Tiago on. What what a great guy to have on. I've interviewed him many times, and I would love to see that fight. I think it'll be a great fight. But on top of that, you also have to look at the fact that. Palomino, when he put that up, you got Tyler Goodjohn back in the mix now, who, by the way, if you haven't seen Tyler, he looks amazing. He's put on some size, I feel like, muscle. He looks like he's rearing to go, but he said, why are you running from me? I've been calling you out, Luis. Why are you running from me? What are your thoughts on Tyler Goodjohn and Luis Palomino? Is that a fight that's going to happen, or do people want to see it? I think it's a train wreck that's going to happen 100%, and that's going to be an amazing, amazing fight. I can't wait to see that. I mean, they were going to get into it when Palomino won the belt. I know, I was in the middle of it. Right, so we invited him in, you know, it blew up into this, you know, this crazy drama now with him. And now he's training really hard. He looks, you know, he looks jacked. You know, he looks like he's, you know, back in great uh, contention. So yeah, I'm excited to, see, to see. I'm excited to see how far Tyler Goodjohn has come. Mm-hmm. And if that fight does happen, either way, I mean, if he's changed his fighting from when he fought felony, it, it should be a, a better fight. Yeah. And come on. Luis Palomino, I don't think that guy has gone more than one round in the last, what, two fights? I know. Yeah. Well, I, I think Tyler Goodjohn knows that. He's not fighting He's not fighting a, uh, uh, a weak opponent with Palomino. He's fighting the top tier, one of the best that ever you know, step in the ring. So he's, he's got to prepare hard. He's got to get a good camp. And he's got to you know, work his ass off. So, But that's going to be a fight. Look that's forward to what it. he says he wants. So we'll see. But we'll see if Tiago answers first. And like I said, anytime yeah. you add Hector into the mix, that's always entertainment. <laughs> I hope he fights yeah. again real soon too, Hector. Yeah, it's going to be awesome. Coming up in a couple minutes, um, excuse me, I'm drinking this Tiger Life. Uh, David Diaz is going to be on with us, who had the fight of the night against Spencer. Yeah, man. I, we got to find out. I think it's for Gary. Uh, they're all so new. We're going to learn a lot about him. We know mm-hmm. he was at tryouts. 
and we know he's got insane charisma. Uh, we want to find out more about that fight. We, we talked about, there's so much we want to ask, and we want to talk about, maybe they had a little bit of a beef beforehand, so we're going to ask David D- David, excuse me, Diaz about that as well. That weigh-in looked rough, man. Yeah, well, I saw some stuff happening online uh, before, the night before the weigh-in, so I want to talk to David about that as well. He'll be on in a couple minutes with us. Uh, you know what? I think let's let's... Do a Tiger Life sip here. I should do one of those because right. we're about to talk Sounds about insane. Tiger Life in this commercial. Yeah. Oh, I'll cheers. You're sorry. Cheers. It's so good. I'm sorry. Cheers. <laughs> cheers. All right. You know what? We did the Tiger Life commercial. Let's just keep rolling. Yeah. Let's bring <laughs> him in. So let's bring in. I'll give him a hand. Fight of the Davi night, man. Diaz, fight Absolutely. of the night. And, Looking and, forward and, to and, it. And a mustache, by the way, that's Yo, in contention up, with Tom Schoves. <laughs> 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 nah, man, I got my money on you. <laughs> so, so how you feeling after the fight of the night, man? How you feeling today? I'm feeling great, dude. It's uh, damn, bro. Like, um, like people, don't, a lot of people don't know the whole, the whole story. You know, a lot of my viewers know my whole. They've been there since the struggle. They've been there since the beginning, and man, it's it's been an emotional ride, and it's just a dream fucking come true, man. Honestly, that's plain and simple. It's the dream come true, and um, I did it. No, you sure did, man. It was fun to watch you doing it, too. I know you're repping South Central. I see the hat on. We love that. Oh, yeah. uh, you always rep them. But I want to talk about, there's so much stuff to uncover with you because you're a brand new fighter for us, and, and we want to learn more about you. I know you got picked up from the tryouts, and this was your debut, but so many questions. Rob, we were talking off the air about this, about his background. I know mm-hmm. you had a couple. Yeah, tell us a little bit about your, you know, where do you, where, where you come from? Why, 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 why BKFC? How did you even, you know, learn about the organization? Well, I've I've always been a fight fan. I I I always liked fighting. That's why I was doing the dumb shit I did as a kid. It was because I liked the fighting part of it. I liked I liked getting down. Um. Uh, what was the question again? Well, I, I, wait, let me. Let me wait, while he's talking, I got one off that. You're mm-hmm. talking about the dumb quote shit you did as a kid. What was the dumb quote shit you did as a kid? I mean, let's let's talk just, about that first. Just hoodlum shit, man. Just stupid shit. I, I know. Growing up here. There's not, there's not, like I said, there's not really many role models in the hood. You know, the, sh- the people that are being role models are drug dealers or bigger gangsters mm-hmm. that get that respect. And you want, you want something like that growing up. You start selling shit you're not supposed to sell. You start going to parties and starting fights you're not supposed to fight. Um, just, I was in the wrong place. You know, I was an angry kid. I was an angry kid growing up. All right, an angry kid growing up. I mean, is there any, uh, you talk about all this stuff. I know from South Central, I've never been to South Central. Is there a lot of gang activity there, right? Did you ever fall into that almost? Uh, oh, yeah, dude, growing up. I mean, now it's way more calm. Fuck, it's so, it's like, it's calm now. But like mm-hmm. when I grow in, when I was here growing up, there was, there was like a fucking race war and a gang war and there was fucking, getting pulled over by cops at gunpoint just because you're walking back from the block at fucking 10 p.m. Getting run up on by cholos in your neighborhood just because, you know, who the fuck are you? It's, uh, it was, it was fucking tough, man. It was, I almost got pulled into it. Luckily, the guy that was looking out for me, you know, didn't let me get in the hood. Um, you know, I saw my friend die in front of me. It's, it's a it's fucked up thing. It's a normal thing for people here to say that. Like, my, I saw my homie die, like, the first guy I knew that got taken away from us was a friend in middle school. His name was Danny. Rest in peace. He got stabbed with a screwdriver, man. He was he was in seventh grade. My gosh. So it's so we start we start growing up. We it's fucked up, but it becomes a normal to us to start losing your homies, you know, at a young age over here. Well, I'm glad you got out of that that life, and I'm glad that uh, you can now make money when you fight. I mean, that's you don't want to fight at parties. You don't want to be involved in that. You want to make money. Oh, no, we fight. don't do that no more. <laughs> no we more. don't do that no more. We haven't done that in a while, you know, but we don't do that, especially now. We don't do that no more. You got to protect those hands. So what made you oh, change yeah. it? How, how, how did you come to, uh, you know, the, the right path? How did you go from the, the life that you were at to what, what made you change? What was My friend thing? passing away in front of me did it. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, of a few weeks prior to him passing um he was the, the big dog in, in in my hood you know he was a big one he was the one that ran everything and i remember his homies asked me like when am i gonna get in the hood and i was like i'm ready man i was like you know i got some respect with these guys i was like yeah i'm ready and uh my big homie took we had a room where i would help him with all his merchandise um and he told me he's all like Hey man, you're never getting in the hood. And he looked at me, and I, I was thinking, like, he looked at me with the face, like you're never fucking getting in the hood. 
And I thought he thought I was a little, at that point, I thought he was like, I'm a little bitch and I can't be in it, you know? It took, like, when he passed, I it all made sense. Um, it, he was just looking out for me, man. It took a while for me to accept that he was just looking out for me as a big brother, you know? Not wanting me to deal with this shit. And then when he left, I, I just couldn't. I didn't see myself kicking in. Like, I just didn't see myself doing the shit I was doing anymore. Well, it was it, a reality check. Diaz, you know, it, it's wonderful you have somebody looking out for you. And, and to transition into Bare Knuckle Fighting Championship, somehow uh, you've had this um, relationship with our heavyweight champion, Joey Beltron, and he's been, I want to say, looking out for you, training with you. Now, Rob and I had both heard that you weighed, like, what, 200 and some pounds, and then you lost a bunch of weight? And, and how did that, how did you lose that weight, and how did you end up with Joey? Um... So I was in a bad place 2019, man. I was losing everything. My apartment, uh, I had a relationship of five years who just decided to up and jet. Uh, my band broke up. I got in a big argument with one of my family members. Everything was really bad. And then, like, I was injured for two, three years with my back, and they were kind of countersuing me for my injury, which was fucking, it was just a, oh. it was just a tactic they were using. Anyways, um, it was all bad, and then December like the last day in December, I was like, all right, January 1st, I'm fucking done. I weigh 215 pounds. I'm depressed. And there's one thing that got away from me and that's fighting. And I know I'm fucking good and I'm going to get in BKFC. That Because like, BKFC, people don't understand. People that just watch one sport or do one sport, they don't understand that BKFC, it's a different sport. It's not boxing. It's not MMA. It's more like a hybrid of a professional street fight. And goddamn, I'm a street fighter. I'll tell you that much. <laughs> uh, so when that ha- when I lost that all this weight, I was like, uh, my goal was like lose the weight one year and get bulky and tighten up the second year. But like I said, you see that door open, you walk through that bitch. Um, they did the uh, announcement for tryouts in Arizona, and I jumped on it, man. I jumped on it. I went. I did that, and when I came back, I started hitting up Joey Beltran because I like. Oh, he just reminded me of a homie from the hood. He reminded me like one of the homies. I was like, man, I feel like I could, I could talk to this fool. Can I, can I try Let something? Let me hit him here? up. Can I try something here? Arriba la yeah. raza, la familia, right? Yeah. You guys call yeah. Familia, there you go. So, that's right. Yeah. So he, he reminds you of like somebody from the hood and you guys have really been vibing. I saw you at the hotel together. I, I saw some of your training stuff. I saw Joey at the fight. I don't know if you saw this, but they kind of zoomed in yeah. on him and he was, he was excited, if not more than you were to, to win the fight. So you guys really have a good relationship going on there. Yeah. Like in the beginning, it was like, you know, I could try it. I got to prove to the homie, but, um, I was battling a lot of mental stuff still in the beginning, like me leaving home, me, you know, this was quick, you know, me and I didn't have no one to talk to until I finally opened up to coaches, um, to coaches, Jason and coach and coach Joey. And man, dude, they, we had like, uh, we did a bond, man. We did have like, a, we had a bro moment, you know, where we actually understood each other. Can you hear me? Yeah, I can, I can hear you. You just oh, went okay, out of my, my headphones bad. though, buddy. I don't know where oh, you're at. Bad. So, so hold on for a sec till I get you back in the headphones. Cause we have so much we want to sure. talk to you about again. We're here right now with David Diaz, fight of the night. Uh, it was amazing, BKFC 16. All right, I think I got you back in the headphones now. So uh, let's fast forward because I'll, I have ADD, I think, and I'll lose my train of thought here when stuff like that happens. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I really want to talk about, you were saying earlier you were a street fighter back in the day. Obviously, you get paid for it now. And I saw an interview you did. It, it may have been with Knuckle Knockouts, and they were talking about something that happened at the hotel that I kind of witnessed. It was maybe the night before the fight. I was walking by, and I didn't see everything. I think there's a video online where you were banging on the door to the gym spencer was trying to cut weight can you speak more on what happened there yeah no i wasn't banging on the door they opened the door and i just like okay there's something we say here i don't care if you're taking a shit if you're taking a shower if you talk shit (laughs) online you will get ran up on i i ain't that person that's gonna be doing a little back and forth online now i'm gonna find you when i see i'm gonna confront you and it's up to you what you do next um i confronted his ass from talking all this shit when he came at me trying to be respectful and you don't do that shit. That's some snake shit. So I confronted mm-hmm. him. Some people only saw that and were like, oh, you're talking shit. It's like, you don't, you, you newbies don't know what happened before. You guys don't know the whole story behind this. So I ran up on his ass um, and I told him like, keep talking shit. And that's what I told you. You're going to, you're going to see that we don't talk shit. And that's, you know, I, I, I knew that shit was going to, I knew he wasn't going to handle my pressure, man. I fucking knew it. I knew he was, he's an act. He's an act in that whole Viking shit. He, he really believes it too. That's the 
Toodles, toodles to him. You know, he really believes he's a fucking Viking, but I'm a fucking Aztec warrior, and I prove that shit. <laughs> You're also one of the, my favorite people to talk to. I love the the passion you come to fighting with, and how much you've earned this. And you seem to really respect your spot. You were even introducing your brother there. You said the Diaz brothers are going to take your BKFC one day. Oh yeah, my little brother tried out in Arizona too, and we shined, man. And uh, we've been working them out, and he's a uh, you know, we, 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 he met Joey Beltran. He met my other coach, Jason, and uh, they liked them. And I was like, we had a little talk to my little brother. You know, when you're ready, you're going to have to full camp mode, baby, because we ain't letting the coaches down and you start working out with these fools. And my little brother's hungry, man. He's hungry. And, you know, his only training partner has been me his whole life. So imagine the type of pressure he's used to. <laughs> oh, my gosh. That would be, that'd be terrible. Getting beat up all the time. Uh, maybe he threw a couple good shots on you, but what a guy to be training He got on. bigger than me, bro. He's bigger than me now. I don't know what happened at one point. The motherfucker went, and I was like, God, That happened to me and my brother, too. Yeah. He got really big. Homie hits hard. Homie hits hard. Perro. He's a perro yeah. like you looking, are, right? Looking forward to the another big one. Big perro. Yeah. That was a big perro. We are. Now, I know how much he supports you. We saw you at the weigh-in. Uh, the beef that we were talking about got very real at the weigh-in. Mm-hmm. You were up in Spencer's face. Can you? I couldn't pick it up on the mic. What were you saying to him? Do you remember? I tell him, I'm here right now. What you got to say? Like, I'm fucking right here. All the shit you're talking, I'm right here. All he said was, I see you. I was like, That's all you got. He's happy one minute. He's nervous the next. He's angry the next. He couldn't keep it straight. I had him beat weeks, weeks before the event. Now, we just saw some clips of, of your fight, the fight of the night, BKFC 16, an amazing fight. Um, let's talk about your fight. Let's talk about, you made your debut. Uh, you fought before, but this is your debut for BKFC. You're on worldwide television. You're walking out. You had that awesome sombrero that I loved. What were you thinking? The stubborn one walking the aisle. How did you feel leading into it? Excitement, nervousness? Be honest with us. I cried right before I came out. I was thinking the universe and I was thinking the world. And I was telling myself, you put me here for a reason. You put me at this stage. You guided me here for a reason. This is my fucking night. My coach gave me a great speech. Another coach in the back came and gave me a prayer. And I felt it, man. I felt I felt my community watching me. I didn't, I didn't feel nervous because I felt that I was doing it for the homies. Definitely people were screaming sure. perro. I didn't even know these people screaming perro. And I was like, yeah. Perro, like, perro. Yeah, we were I've been yelling it. I love when you yell that. Yeah, but you guys had <laughs> to. <laughs> it, it was a, I, I belonged. I, I was finally where the place that I belonged, man. I, I finally made it. And, and, it and I was looked- ready when I get in there. When I, I There was no, I heard the announcers say, the commentator said there was nervous energy. Nah, I know that was the first time they saw me fight. Now, next time I fight, they're going to say, instead of saying Diaz is getting tired on the second, they're going to say Diaz could keep this pace all the way to the fifth. That's how you educate. So right? Rob, I know that you have some burning questions, too, about the fight. Yeah, so we were we were actually just watching some clips, um, you going back and forth, and it looked like you mentioned to the ref a few times, I don't know if there was a backhand, and then finally there was a point deduction. What was going on? Was it, you know, uh, illegal strikes or does it look like you were um, mentioning uh, to the ref a few times during the bout? with Over him? and over. Yeah. He kept landing those back fists on my nose. And, mm. you know, any, you know, it only takes a few pounds of pressure to fucking fuck up a nose. Sure. And that's what he was doing with those back fists, especially when I can't fucking throw them. And even in my highlight where I'm rushing him with that 34 hit, fucking family fucking meal he fucking <laughs> killer instinct combo where he fucking back fist the middle of my nose again yo like i said it was like six or seven of those sons of bitches man so like you know those things play part especially when you throw them over and over and i'm like another fuck and, and then like at first they were getting me in trouble for him spinning around when i'm throwing a combo mm-hmm. you know when you turn around in my eyes in a fight it sounds like you want out yeah, yeah, definitely. Didn't you catch him? Maybe I'm wrong because it was hard to see from my vantage point. When he spun one time, I feel like you caught him right in the face when he spun. Like, don't do that again. Oh, yeah. And then he went against the ropes, and that's when I rushed him with that 34 piece, you know? <laughs> you definitely. Family did. meal. Family <laughs> meal, he says. Hey, listen, yeah. so as far as you guys in the beef, I mean, would you say, is it fair to say that the beef is settled now? Is there still something there? Did you guys speak after the fight? This is this is the funny shit. You see, I'm I'm a guy. I'm all about respect. You know, I'm all about respect. And when you earn it, you earn it. He earned his respect with me in the fourth round. He earned his respect with me. And I was like, all right, bro, you got you got something, but I got something better. After he hit me up and he's like, I respect him. I'm like, same here, buddy. 
And he starts talking shit again. And it's like, oh. to me, to me, it's like this. It's like, bro, I got nothing to prove. I fucked you up. But if you want your second lost in a row, they just got to get me a call. I mean, you're you're going to be studying that guy. I'm going to be 10 times better than the last time because I got a lot of work to do. And I know when I'm wrong in some things. And I need some defense. And I need some more counters. And I need some more fucking power. So well, I got my plans for the next one. But, I mean, as me, I... I fucked you up. You didn't back your shit up. You're an act. And um, I I proved my shit. I proved my points. I, I said what I was going to do even before I said when you put me under on fight of the night, fight of the year, or knockout of the night. And I was fight of the night. Definitely were. Again, mm-hmm. I can't say enough how much fun it was to watch. The fans were clamoring over it. It was awesome. Uh, that brings us to if Spencer is not next for you, what's next for you in BKFC? What are you eyeing up? Who are you looking at? Well, do you know? I listen to my coaches. I listen to my coaches, what they want, what they think is best for me. I got some big dogs calling me out. I got some 10 follower fools calling me out. <laughs> and then I got some people in between. Some are respectful and some are being disrespectful. And it's like, I right. like my coach told me, you're a professional now. We don't do that shit. You let, you know, we do this. All right. All right, coach. But uh, my coach says uh, my next move, uh, we're, we're aiming at uh, Velasquez. Nice. I wouldn't mind okay. seeing that. Yeah. I wouldn't mind seeing that. He's so, an exciting fight. He has that, uh, you know, that he has good, some good jumping strikes. I want to feel those. <laughs> we want to, we want to, uh, I don't want to watch you feel those, but I want to watch that fight. I want to watch any fight you're in. I think the BKFC fans like Big Ben 316 who submitted that last question. Big Ben, we love you. Thank you for the question. Uh, I think they all want to see you fight and see where you're going to go from here. There's also been a lot of talk online about your, your amazing mustache. People comparing <laughs> you to Tom Shove's mustache. I'm going to put you right out there. Let's say who's got the better mustache. I'm sure you're going to see you. I mean, you know, I mean, (laughs) (laughs) you have a mustache. We need the bad motherfucking mustache award here of the year. We got a couple of runner ups. We have the homie that fought on his last fight too. I forgot his name. Fuck. Bald dude with the badass mustache, yellow shorts. He fought the Florida kid or something like that. I have to remember that the Florida kid. All I know is the main one people are talking about or your mustache and Shelf's mustache, and they're both amazing. <laughs> well, <laughs> check it, and it's not. I accidentally trimmed <laughs> it, so it goes all the way up to here. So give it, a, <laughs> give it till June or July. You're gonna see the full blast, and we can have this mustache off. You know who's gonna take it? You got it on. You have it on your face, and you have it on your chest. So you got two hey. mustaches. You get, you're all tatted up, man. Someone said I should grow out my chest hair to the mustache and, sh- and trim it off like that. <laughs> Look at this. We have our buddy Joe Miggs. We love Joe Miggs. Joe Miggs weighing in. How are you doing, Joe? Uh, Joe, uh, he's saying that you have had, uh, excuse me, David, how did it feel getting fired in the night in your debut? Great question, Joe. In your debut. Dude, that is one thing I've been talking about my family and my brothers. And it's like, you know, people were saying this guy doesn't even have a pro amateur fight. Man, I've seen pro fighters with a shit little fights get dropped with one punch and not get up. Um, And... And to go in there and to make my gene come true and not only do it, but in a spectacular way and get fight of the night award on my first fight. I remember Dave Feldman said, your first fucking fight and your first fucking bonus. (laughs) First of many, I'm sure. Yeah. And I was like, this is how I fight, man. Every time I get in there, you guys are going to want to watch me fight because I'm always going to give it. I'm going to always get better than the last and better and better and better. And I can't wait to show you guys that that wasn't a fluke, that this is the way I fight. I agree. You, you, you got something coming when you give a street fighter some techniques in boxing. Things are going to only get better. You can't get any worse. You're going to keep leveling up. We look forward to watching yes, your progress. And, and, and this is why the tryouts are so important, because if you're even thinking about fighting for us, you show up to a tryout, you impress, you're going to get on a show, and you're going to show the world what you can do like Spencer did, like David did. And we really appreciate your fight at BKFC 16. And we're looking forward, like we said, and like you said, and like all the fans are saying, Mm -hmm. to a whole lot more of David Diaz, uh, his mustache and his awesome fighting skill in BKFC. Nasty time. Let's on the way out. What do we do? Uh, we yell perro. We yell arriba la raza. Like our Roma time. We say, let's go perros. Do it, Rob. 
I don't know. Do a do toot doo doo. Do toot doo doo. Come on, choo choo choo. We suck a choo choo train. Viral, viral. Honestly, this has been one of the best interviews. It's, it's been an absolute pleasure speaking with you, learning, getting your background, uh, getting your history, man. We definitely look forward to seeing you in action again. Thank you so much. Always the fighter, always Thank the you for having me, But I really appreciate this. Thank you guys for having me. It's, it's, a fuck it. it's awesome, man. Thank you guys. All right, we'll keep this going because it'll be like the mutual admiration society here. And we would do that all day long because we love you. But we're going to move on. And thanks again. We'll talk to you again real soon. Follow your progress. And coming up in just a couple minutes, we do the knockout of the week. Now, you have your knockout picked already, right? My, yeah, I I'm curious. One. I always like your knockout of the week. I have my knockout of the week. Mm-hmm. And then we're going to take a fan's knockout of the week. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of stuff. We have video clips coming up. Stay with us. And don't forget, Brandon Lambert, the ever controversial coming on in a couple minutes. You never know what he's going to say. Some people love him. Some people hate him. He's polarizing, but they want to hear what he has to say. Yeah. So we'll get the Brandon Lambert in uh, probably about 15 minutes. And that'll be right after this, the knockout of the night. It's coming. You ready, Rob? I'm ready. Are you? I'm definitely ready. Let's go to spots here. Commercials. We're back with, uh, of course, first let's talk about that BK TV app. Amazing for what you're going to get. I mean, mm-hmm. all these fights, as you saw, BKFC 16. So if you haven't subscribed to the BK TV app, you can do that, bkfc.com, and you definitely should. There's all kinds of content leading up to the fights. There's fights, there's the past fights, there's interviews, there's face-offs. Sometimes I'm in the middle of the face-offs, and it makes me very, very nervous. <laughs> uh, that always makes me nervous. But let's get to it. Let's, we have the, the graphic this time. Ready? Drum roll, drum roll, drum roll. It's the knockout of the week, baby. Ah, there we yeah, go. Nice. Oh, come we got a cool graphic. The awesome. guys in the truck know what's up. Yeah, man. So I feel very, very professional with the cool graphic. Yeah. Uh, knockout of the week. I'm going to start with my knockout of the week. And I felt this was apropos because BKFC 16 just passed. And if you look at knockouts from that show, the one, I think the only one on that show, um, the only proper one, we'll get to that later, mm-hmm. I'm sure, uh, was Bobo Bannon taking on Arnold Adams, the first ever BKFC heavyweight champion. And let's take a look at that. These guys were fighting. And like I said earlier, Bobo saw me in the hotel lobby and he was saying how ready he was, how he wasn't ready for Sam Shoemaker. And he didn't know where his mind was at, but this time he was ready. And I saw it in his eyes. I saw he's ready. But looking at that clip, I mean, that was what? Was that the first round? Yeah, first round knockout. I'm surprised you pick Arnold Adams for, for a knockout. The boogeyman. You yeah. say his name, people get scared, you know? <laughs> considering the history you guys have. Oh, it's Arnold. The... Didn't you see last week's... Uh, Last week's... Uh, Did you guys make up or are you guys still... Um... I don't know if we made up, but but the thing is with him, look, I don't want to get hit by him, so I just mm-hmm. keep being nice. I feel like <laughs> the nicer I am, the less chance I have to get hit or pushed around by him. But uh, he said we were cool, but I don't trust that guy all the way. You never know what he's going to do. He seems so calm, but I always say people are silent but violent. There you see him waving it off, uh, the ref, and it looks like Arnold Adams. He's on his way to uh, walk through BKFC, hopefully to his next heavyweight title. We're going to see what happens. He, he had said after the fight, he's just going to keep dropping people. He's going to keep winning. And then we'll see what happens from there. So, I mean, I'm excited. What's, what's this? What, what is this? Uh-oh. Oh, you guys, did you pull this really? Oh. Will I ever escape this? Look how awkward Joey Beltran is. I love it. Joey just fades away. I needed some protection. I have no clue what's going on. <laughs> I'm like, what is happening here? And this is what started the Brian and Arnold feud. The, the Arnold, I don't even know what I did. Oh, I know what I did now. Look at this. I was just trying to fuse the situation. I'm on live TV He's right like now. double your size. Now, the best part of that was you couldn't hear this on our mics, but literally the whole production crew, the content crew, they're in the other room. 
cracking up laughing as he's playing. I didn't know it was coming on. We talked about it's, that last week. It sucks, man, because it's a great piece of content. But <laughs> I feel bad for you, though, man. I, I felt bad. bad for you. Feel I felt bad for me. There was armed guards standing around going, "Is this part of the show?" Yeah, not doing anything. No, I'm like, it wasn't. It wasn't part of the show, and and. Uh, yeah, I didn't really know uh, he was Boomay at the time. Now the boogeyman. Obviously, he took he took that pretty personal. Yeah, I, I, personal. well, I do apologize for that. That was yeah. when I was new with the company, and, mm-hmm. and I made it. I jumped into an interview really quick, and I just misspoke. I felt horrible about it. But the interesting thing, Rob, if you notice at the end of that when he played it, I think because I was mm-hmm. so agreeable, I'm like, okay, I'm sorry. He didn't know what to do. He kind of just rolled, and I'm glad he walked away. And then Joey comes back on like nothing happened, and we bring him right back in. Very awkward. About a hundred thousand things growing through my head at the time, and that was only what my third event. Yeah. So I was, that was, I'm. I think you like me now, Arnold Adams. <laughs> but if you don't, let us know in the comments, yeah, please. I, I think I had to change my my trousers after that, as they say. Try my my shorts. Uh, okay, now I'm all thrown off here. Let's just go to your knockout. Yeah, night. we're gonna go. All right. So my knockout of the week isn't necessarily a, a knockout of the week, um, in the sense of uh, an exciting bout. I'm going to just, I'm going to put it out there and I'm probably going to piss some people off. Um, the knockout of the week goes to the refs from the latest Ooh. fight. What was going on, man? I mean, it wasn't just one. It was multiple, it was multiple different issues. I'm, I'm talking about the Zion Hill fight. Rewatch it. The ref counts to 10. I'm confused then, by that. Yeah. He counts to 10 and then asks the guy, are you okay? Can you continue? Yeah, I mean, you're seeing it right here. You don't even need to rewatch it because that's how good our, our producers are. They're throwing it up there. I was wondering what was happening. And, and I'm like, I'm watching this and I'm confused. And I'm like, is there a rule I don't know about in BKFC? It, it was very confusing. What do you make of this? Dude, when you get to 10, it's over. They should know that. You don't ask the fighter after 10. Once you get to 10, the bout's done. That's the rules. You know, that's just the one, you know. We we spoke we, you know we spoke with uh, Diaz who was getting constantly backfist you know throughout the fight it took I don't know he said four or five times before there was a point deduction yeah what was I mean there's so many that's just two of the things we're mm-hmm. talking about I know there's others too but yeah. I just wonder what's going on with these refs here I mean they they know the rules and I'm not trying to slight them mm-hmm. because I wouldn't want to have their job either that's not what I do I just you know th- it just seemed like they were asleep at the wheel on this on, well, and one of the the most egregious of the night. That's what I was looking for. What do you have? What's the, the most egregious of the Good night? Good word, egregious. Yeah, the O'Shaughnessy and the Melvin Gallard. There is no ground and pound in bare knuckle fighting None. championship, man. If someone's into the, you know, if they fall into the ropes, and you know, I think we're going to get to that fight right now. If they fall into the ropes, that's it, man. You start to count. Mm-hmm. You can't just punch somebody while they're in the ropes. That's considered a knockdown. Ref didn't catch it. it was, oh man, you're talking I mean, about the Gallard. Yeah, Melvin Gillard and O'Shaughnessy. Mm-hmm. The, you know what? What were you thinking, man? That's the, you know that's someone's livelihood. Yeah, I'm I'm still confused by that decision, big time. Again, did did any of the refs? I didn't see. Did any of the refs speak on this at all? I know they don't always do that. Was anyone questioned? Do you know anything about that? Well, I mean, I I think that's you know that's a fight that I think we should watch together. I mean that that should be a fight that. You and me, the fans, we watch that, and let's get their opinion yeah. on it. Don't just hear it from me. I want to get your opinion live, Brian, because you were there, but you didn't watch it on pay-per-view like I did. I'd love to hear what everybody else has to say about the fight. Let's all watch it together, and then we'll get a real perspective on what was right, what was wrong, and you know, we'll go from there. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm listening to you, but I'm reading the comments. Yo, is Arnold we're, Adams in the chat? Yeah, he is. Let's see what he's saying. <laughs> listen, listen. We're, we're going to watch that fight in just a minute, but I have to address Arnold Adams because he showed up to the chat. He must have heard a little birdie chirping about him, and he said, ha, 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 we're good, Brian. Arnold Adams, you're a big guy, and you say that, but if I say one more thing wrong, you know you're going to beat the living shit out of me, so I don't trust you. I don't trust you. Good to see uh, Arnold Adams Yeah, in the thank chat. you for being here, Arnold. Awesome. Uh, so as far as the refs, let's get into that fight now. We, mm-hmm. we talked we're going to do a watch-along. We'll watch the fight, and listen, comment in the comment section, because we want to know what you think, too. I'm not a ref. I don't know. I just I want to see what everybody thinks. It's the Gallard fight and, and the strange decision, and we'll react to it together. And please, in the comment section, we want to see what you're saying as well, so make sure you're very interactive with that. As we get ready to watch the Gallard fight here any minute, they have it queued up, I believe, in the truck. And there it is. All right. Yeah, we're going to get right into it. Look at that beautiful jib camera coming up there. You ever notice BKFC shot Yo, real fast, though. Come on, man. Look at that outfit. Yeah. <laughs> Houston. You, how can you not love Jeff Houston, he, man? He's been catching flack since BKFC Can I do BKFC it? Can I do it? Can I Go do ahead. It? Yep. Hello. 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 I can't do it like he does. I'll blow my ears out. But other than Jeff Houston, I think mm-hmm. it's interesting production-wise, as we talk a little bit of business here, sidebar, how we shoot these events, 
I don't think I've ever seen it shot with the kind of camera we do. You're used to that typical hard cam, mm. and, and it shoots, and it's kind of a, a dated looking, in my opinion. I, I love the way we shoot. Like I feel like it's a video game or something. All right, Scott O'Shaughnessy, I, I believe he was a local police officer as well. So that guy, he knows how to fight. He knows uh, he's been trained in hand-to-hand combat. Plus, he's trained for bare knuckle. No, I mean, Melvin came in. He looked great. I, both of them look great coming into this fight. And, you know, for those have, that have not seen it, I'm not going to, you know, give anything away aside from what I already did. But it, it's a great fight. The way it ended, you know, and that's that's the big explanation and, point that we all need to unwrap together and, you know, I was lucky enough, on, Rob, uh, to have David Feldman, CEO, here we go as we get started afterwards, to ask about this uh, fight as well. And we talked a little bit about it. You can watch that on the BKFC app, uh, see his thoughts on it, what happened. I mean, these guys, are they're ready to go. And I mm. saw them both uh, behind the curtain going out. They were so ready to go. And I think the fans were enjoying the fight. Listen, Melvin Gollar looked in probably the best shape he's been in in the past, you know, five to eight years, to be honest. His head movement, he looked great. His feints, look at that. Wow. wow. He just dodged like three or four. He made them, wow. I mean, these guys are throwing those punches. I mean, I wouldn't want one of them to land on me, so. No, Mel- Melvin Gallard looked great here, man. All right, so he caught him with the shot. And let's see. Oh, oh, there. See, there you go. Right there. So once once he's punched in into the ropes, he's a downed opponent. The ropes are holding him up by the rules and regulations. He should start to count and break the fighters. He let, I don't know, five, six other shots come through and then he calls the fight. And this is where, you know, this is where we get into it right now. His protesting, a rightful protest in my mind. Oh yeah, he had every right to do that. He had every right to protest. Uh, I think he should have protested. Again, I've said all the time, I've never been a professional fighter. Let's watch this again. Watch. I mean, I'm not even talking. I want you to concentrate. I want your thoughts and it's in the chat. And if you're listening, uh, just audio via podcast, then you got to check it out. BKFC.com. There's the one on the shot. TV app. And okay. Why the ref let that continue? I don't know. I, again, man, he was, he was sleeping behind the wheel. Yeah, I don't know what happened either. But I do know, uh, or I shouldn't say I know. I wonder, and I heard rumors that uh, if you're, how do I put this? If you're Scott, again, I've never been a professional fighter. A win's a win's a win. But do you want to win like that? I wonder how he felt about it. I'd love to know more if, if he was saying, come on, like, what's going on here? He, he, it's, it's a disputed decision by mm-hmm. a lot of people. So does Scott see that as a clear win still? I wonder how that works. Yeah. It, actually, Wheelock and uh, Chris Lytle, they, they, they hit it right on the head. I mean, Chris Lytle called it. You know, Always. straight down. He was, hey. It, still got to finish the Randy Johnson thing before we go to Mello. Wow. Yeah. All right. Well, well. I, I mean, we're still kind of in the dark of what happened. Yeah, I, I don't a know. A lot of protests and a lot of arguing, rightfully so. And how uh, do we how do we remedy this in the future? I mean, do we get these refs? I know they have meetings. I know they study the rules. But uh, is there a way that you could see Rob that we could remedy stuff like this? Not. I mean, it always happens in fighting. There's mm-hmm. there's weird decisions sometimes, controversial. Sure. But I, this just didn't need to happen. Yeah. I mean, I think there should be like one on ones, uh, additional training for the refs as to what is BKFC, because that's not BKFC. No, and it's such that's a new sport. And pound, right? It's an old sport, but the, the, it's been kind of updated. So there's mm-hmm. so many rules, and it, it's a learning curve. I mean, this is only our 16th, 17th event. So, I mean, there, there's definitely rules but, like... But, listen, man, I've never driven a SEPTA bus. I'm not going to hop behind the goddamn <laughs> wheel pretend like I do either, though. You know what I mean? I love that he said... That, that, show, that paycheck, Hold on, man. that shows you where we're from, a SEPTA bus. If you're not from Philly, you don't know about SEPTA. That's our local transit. But I see what you mean. I'm not going to get behind the damn wheel and put people's lives at risk either. Do you I, know that's what I mean? true. I don't want you behind so. the wheel of a bus either or refing a BKFC event, nor should I. But, exactly. you know, we're just trying to figure out what's going on here. We'd love to know in the comments how you felt about that and, and all the refing of the night. Um, we have one more thing to get to. Uh, we have, by the way, he's coming up, Brandon Lambert, in just a couple minutes. And mm-hmm. again, controversial. I Sometimes I'm nervous around that guy because I never know what he's <laughs> going to say. Uh, but that's the fun in Brandon Lambert. We'll talk to him in just a couple minutes. But we have the fans knockout of the week. We like the when historical. you send these in. Yeah, this is historical. historical. This is a great knockout of the week from David H., Miami, Florida. Anniversary <laughs> of Johnson hitting the bird. He just hit the bird. It looks, like he, it looks like the bird just disappears. Watch. Watch the feathers. It's like a cartoon. I think this happened last um, yesterday. Boom! 
the bird is where's the bird even go? It disappears. Hall of Fame pitcher, man, Randy Johnson, dude. Do not get do not get punched by that guy. I think he's like six four, six five anyway. Look, but when not, I played baseball, when I played baseball, mm-hmm. right? I wasn't the best. My family was pretty good at baseball. I used to step into pitches so I could make the bag because I was terrible. <laughs> and that was like little league, and that hurt. <laughs> I can't imagine. In. I really did. I'm not kidding you. That's, that's not the joke. <laughs> that's me. I was, yeah, the news I would step into him. So uh, I can't imagine how much that must hurt, but that yeah. was a great one. Thanks for sending that in. And you can always send mm-hmm. them in. We have a, a little thing on the bottom of the screen to where you can send them. We want your knockout of the week videos. It can be historical ones. It can be current ones. And then we'll pick one and we'll play it. You see it up there. Podcast at bareknuckle.tv. What's your knockout of the week? We love when you send them in. And we feel the love when you do that. And, and it makes us work less hard too, because you pick the knockout for us. Yeah. So we appreciate that. Uh, coming up, let's roll right into him. I'm excited to have this guy on. The one and only. Yeah, the one and only. Thank God. I don't know what we do if there's more than one. <laughs> uh, Brandon Lambert here. Brandon, how's it going, bro? That was a great one. Thanks for sending that in. And you can always yep. can send them. We want your knockout of the week. Brandon, I can't hear anything you're saying. I hear my annoying voice in my ear uh, from what I just talked about. Yeah, I can hear, I can hear a little bit of a feedback in a little bit. That's about it. Okay, good. They're going to cut that, and I believe they just did. Let's start this again. Uh, we're live. That was meant to happen, right? Brandon Lambert's here with us. Uh, we're excited to have you, the controversial Brandon Lambert. And we want to talk about a lot of stuff with you uh, because you have a heavy opinion on a lot of stuff. Where are you at today? Uh, I'm in Florida right now. Not a bad place to be, man. Not at Florida. all, man. So no. in, in, as you're in Florida, what's the weather like there? Just so I know, set the scene for me. Make me jealous. Oh, it's nice. It's nice and sunny. I mean, it's not Puerto Rico weather, <laughs> but um, it's nice and sunny. I'd say it's probably 77, 78. 77, it's not 78. My, it's not my normal 84 degrees beside the beach weather, though, that I'm going to be getting back to very soon. Well, that's cool. Now, you mentioned Puerto Rico, and see, you're doing the interview for me. That's why I love guys like you. I was going to ask you about that <laughs> later. I don't mind that at all. Again, it makes my job easier. Mm-hmm. I saw you're in Puerto Rico with uh, a couple of people. Elvin Brito was there. Uh, I believe Chris Zaro was there. I, I know mm-hmm. that uh, Britton Hart was there. Did you hear that? Let's do it again. Britton Hart was there. A fucking feeling. <laughs> so she was there hanging out. What were you doing in Puerto Rico? Training? Yeah, man. I mean, we was we was getting in there, um, you know, putting in the last few weeks of Elvin's training camp. And, uh, you know, we went out there. We did some sparring. Um, you know, there, there's a there's a boxing gym out there that we go to, Arroyo uh, Boxing Gym. That we, we have a lot of great athletes that, that come out of that gym. Uh, so we had some sparring out there. We did the mountain runs. Uh, we just introduced uh, Chris and, and, and Britain to the Jungle Gym. Very cool. And obviously you gained a lot from going there. It sounds like you enjoyed it. Uh, what, what do you think the best experience was there for you in Puerto Rico? Um, I mean, just being out in nature, getting the, the grueling workouts that we do. Um, we have a lot of open time throughout the day to be able to relax and recover, which is very, very key. Um, but just, you know, the, the the nature type of workouts i mean running up a mountain you can't replace that with anything and the amount of uh the quality of sparring that we get out there is, is second to none i mean you you really can't get any better than caribbean boxers so it helped you develop even more as a fighter which we're excited to see we're excited to see what's next for you in bkfc and we're going to talk about that in a couple minutes but one of the things i really want to talk about is you were at a couple things you're, you're showing up everywhere we're always seeing you matter of fact excuse me, to get the BKFC 16, I saw that you took like a $150 Uber ride. That's how intense you are. You, you'll make it anywhere to get to these things. Let's talk about BKFC 16. Uh, your thoughts on it as a show as a whole. Wow. Um, I didn't think that I would find another show that would match Knuckle Mania, especially with me being on it, you know, the excitement for that. But wow, dude, every fight delivered. Um, every fight delivered. I mean, from bell to bell, it was amazing. The energy inside the arena was awesome or inside the Civic Center was awesome. Um, and as always, it's just the atmosphere being around everybody. Like BKFC is a family, whether you're fighting each other or not, whether you're on teams or not, whether you've met each other or not. If you've shared that 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 ring with somebody, um, you know, it kind of feels like family. And I'm very, very thankful to be part of it. Well, you say it's family, but you got a big mouth, man. Let's be honest. And you like to fight with your family, it sounds like. You like to cause fights wherever you go, it seems like. We've seen you on socials. I've seen you live in person doing it. But I've, I I tend to move away when you run to people live in person because I don't know what's going to happen. As you uh, create these characters, you're doing like Tyler Goodjohn. You've become, I guess we call him Tyler Bad John now. Um, and, and you're talking to Florida Keys, kid. You're talking about everybody. You're, you're talking about the Viking. Florida Keys you, fraud. That's it, Florida Keys fraud. You mentioned that you want to fight the Viking next. You're eyeing up the Viking, Spencer. 
yeah. uh, who fought the fight of the night. So what makes you think that you're ready to fight a guy who just had fight of the night after watching that fight? I mean, did you watch the fight? <laughs> these, these dudes have zero defense. They ate 98 punches a piece and they're barely marked up. That was a pillow fight. I sleep these dudes in the same night. Like the, the, you can't, you, you can't, you can't just come in and, and throw from the hips and, and eat shots. And these dudes did because neither one of them have power. Even, even David said it, I got to go in the gym and get power. That was a pillow fight. It was a great, you know, show of heart. You know, they're taking shots. I thought one of them was just going to fall down after the first shot. So they proved me wrong there, but neither one of them have any power. That was a glorified bar fight mm-hmm. in my, in my opinion. Oh, we, that's what a, we want. We want your opinion. We love your opinion because yeah. you're, you're so uh, you don't mince words, and neither does my co-host. We've learned that, Rob. What do you have for him, Rob? Brandon, I'm going to be completely honest with you, man. I honestly thought that you would be one and done. That it was a troll. It was a gimmick after bare knuckle. Um, then you start popping up at different training camps. Uh, and you're popping up on different feeds, and it looks like you're actually taking this serious. You were, yes, you know, you were extremely competitive, uh, your first couple of rounds at knuckle mania. Then it looked like, you know, completely honest, you faded a little bit. Are you doing anything different? Um, are you addressing some potential concerns? Was it a weight cut? Tell us what's, what's different in your training camp and you know, what, what you plan on making changes to be able to take on, you know, a five rounder like Spencer or, you know, a Diaz. Yeah. I mean, well, what's changing is, um, I was 174 pounds when I accepted the fight mm. and like 32 days later, I was 137.4. Uh, I will never do that again. Okay. Um, I miss, I, I, I underestimated the effect that the weight cut would have on my body and brain. Um, and I mean, it, it almost killed me. So, um, I'm, I'm actually doing, uh, you know, like medical tests to make sure that my body's fully healed. Um, cause I would like to go back down to 135 or 140 to fight Spencer. I just think me and Spencer would be a fun fight. Uh, the build up to the fight would be nice. And, um, I want to fight somebody that doesn't protect their face. <laughs> um, I mean, honestly, you know, so I, I, I'm doing a lot of, um, I'm doing what needs to be done medically to make sure that I can safely and healthily make the weight. And if I can't, then I want to, I want to focus on 145 or 155. And I really want to fight John Chalbeck. I like, I really want to fight John Chalbeck. That's his name. But what do you call him on Instagram? The Florida Keys fraud. Now these guys, when you, when you talk trash on Instagram, when you talk trash at fights, we kind of talked about this earlier. I don't get to see it a lot. When you bump into these guys and see them like in a hotel lobby, is it like, Oh, I'm just doing this. Or you just stay away. I mean, what happens? That's gotta be a lot of people have to be gunning for you. Cause you talk a lot of trash, man. Yeah, I mean, well, you know, I've had I had a couple couple instances down in Mississippi, but you know, after chatting with them, and you know, we kind of squashed that. But like with Tyler, I want to smack Tyler in his mouth. So that's so true. Tyler, good. That's real. What happened? That's very real. Yeah, that's very that's very yeah. personal to you. Yeah, he he needs to stay away from me. And um, John Chalbeck, the same thing. Um, the reason I don't like John is he's fake. Well, for one, he's fought nobody. His his opponents are five and nineteen. He paid, he, he paid to get his record. We won't go into that right now, but anyway, but I talked to him backstage and I told him why, you know, why I was there, you know, for my children, da, 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 da. And then on a podcast or, or on, on an interview somewhere, he said that, uh, I dedicated the, uh, I dedicated the fight to my kids and I went out there and gave up. So John needs a smack in the mouth for that. So, so this is personal. Anytime you, this is personal. Yeah. It so. sounds very personal. Yeah. Rob. Mm. <laughs> it's very personal. Wow. Anytime so, you bring a man's family or kids into yeah. it, I feel like it, it's another level. That's, that's a line you crossed. Yeah. So, you know, he likes to beat up his students and shit, but you get me at a healthy weight, I'm going to hurt somebody. Um, I can fight and you'll, you'll, you'll see, um, you'll see as my training video go, go, you know, I'm going to start posting a lot more of my videos, um, to, to, to show the progression. I know I got a lot of work to do. Um, but I'm not a troll. I mean, I am a troll. I, I'm very good at it. But um, I'm, I'm, I'm coming for some belts. Uh, yeah, I want like, that 145 pound belt. Like I said, and you when know, Louis. Sorry, go ahead. Go ahead. And I was going to say, when I, whenever Luis retires, then I'll go after the 155. But I, I, I want no part of Luis Palomino. <laughs> I'm not sure many do. That guy <laughs> is a, an absolute madman, the baboon. We love him. Uh, let's talk a little bit really quickly about 
the tryouts. We talked about how important they are. Spencer and Davi, they, they both had fight of the night. They were taken from the tryouts. I know that you mm-hmm. went to the tryouts uh, afterwards, after we were in Mississippi. That was Alabama, I believe, mm-hmm. right? The Alabama, Alabama tryouts? Yeah. So I saw a little bit of you on Instagram and stuff interviewing people. Did anybody stand out at the tryouts? Uh, you, you kind of, from being around, I, I would guess you know what we're looking for. Yeah, I mean, there was a couple. There was—I uh, I really don't remember their names, uh, to be 100 percent honest with you, because we were working with the numbers. Of course. But there was about five or six different fighters out there that really stood out. I, I remember there was this one. I want to say his name was Daniel Alvarez. Mm-hmm. Um, he had done some bare knuckle in Tijuana, Mexico. Um, I really liked his attitude. The, the 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 tryouts are very very good, and I encourage a lot of people to go um, because you may not be the standout that they're looking for that day, but they keep a hold of this footage and they're always looking at it. So they'll call, you know, like my buddy, Ryan Jones that fought just, just last, last event, he was at a tryout two years ago and then they called him up, you know? So um, the tryouts are awesome. They're a great opportunity for everybody. And I'm thankful that they have them Um, because there was a lot of, a lot of people that came, you know, from across the country to, uh, to, to get to, to, to the tryouts I love and a lot of them says chicks walking around in the background there's just a woman yeah my in a punch yeah, and my dummy, sister and a dummy in the background <laughs> okay all right, sister, all right so there's basically that's my chalbeck dummy right there He's about five foot nothing and so, i beat on him so so the tryouts are very important as you're saying and i know the yeah. one guy i saw that you were talking to his name i remember names and it was a very good name his name was jerry curl jones you spoke to i don't know how he was yes. a fighter but i love that name yeah. Uh, well, a lot of people like, so I, I, when I, when I, when I, what was funny is when I, when I announced him, my sister again, uh, <laughs> when, when I announced him, I said, Jerry Curl Jones. And a lot of people were like, Whoa, that's crazy. I was like, that's what his name is. <laughs> so yeah, he's a really cool character. Um, I, you know, cause that, that's another thing about the tryouts is they're not just looking for people that can hit a bag hard or hit mitts really good or, or punch really hard. They're looking for, you know, personalities and things, which is awesome because um, you can be yourself at the tryouts. You don't have to be, you know, stand firm. and Yes, sir. No, sir. You can be yourself. That's what we love. We love that at BKFC. Fighters being themselves, bringing the fight to the game. And we love guys like you. I love guys like you. It's entertaining to watch you uh, win, lose, or draw. Uh, and, and we're excited to see how far you're going to come. We, we like watching the progress of your career. So it, it was great to have you on today. And we always love Brandon Lambert to watch you grow with the organization and see how you go. Thanks for coming on, man. Absolutely. I greatly appreciate the support. And, uh, you know, thank you guys for letting me stick around. Thanks, Brandon. <laughs> Got to go, go, go punch your dummy. And, and we'll uh, talk I, soon. I plan on it. <laughs> All right. Well, thanks for coming on. So let's go. Uh, we have a couple more things we have to get to. I think we're running a little short on time here. I mean, yeah. I was excited to talk to Brandon. That was awesome. Mm-hmm. We should have asked him about this. We should have asked him about, we talked about this earlier, the Tyson Holyfield fight. Um, what's what going on? Is, yeah. is that happening? What's happening? Yeah. I don't know. So, enough. all right. Initially, so before we get to that, though, I think we're it's time. Oh, to we got a commercial. They're, yeah. they're yelling at me in the truck. Life. I've gone too long. Hey, I'm all for a Tiger Life commercial. I drank, my, I drank my. Boom! Let's go to commercial. There it is. <laughs> I know. I was just rolling. I, I, we were going so long there. I just kind of was. <clears throat> got it. How we doing? Yeah, what the hell? Quick. <laughs> Look at that little hat change. I know. Little hat change. We'll talk about that in a minute. We're both very excited. Uh, my snapback is so tight because I didn't, I didn't I didn't put it on before the show, so it's like hurting the blood to my brain. Thank God I've tied Your eyes are bulging, man. <laughs> I'm losing my mind. They'll probably freeze that and make fun of me online. Okay, so we were talking. I wish I would ask Lambert about this. Um, mm. Tyson Holyfield three. I know a little bit about it. Is this happening? I mean, do we want to see it happen? All right. So I think the initial fight that everybody was looking for or Holyfield was looking for was a real, you know, a real fight. And when I say real, I mean, sanction 12 rounds, no holds barred, go for the knockout, go mm-hmm. for the kill. Of course. Right. So the contract from my understanding was shot down. They offered Tyson 25 million. It was 25, all, 25 million. I wish I could yeah. turn that down. Yeah, $25 million. I mean, he was off, uh, apparently has offered more than that to fight in Bare Knuckle when he turned it down. Yeah, I know. You know, let's talk about that for a second. We offered him that uh, at least six months ago, maybe longer, yeah. right? Nine plus, Nine yeah. Mo- yeah, and mm-hmm. it, I, th- I heard he was offered. I don't know this. I'm mm-hmm. gossiping. I heard it was like $30 million, which I think Sounds about right. to see, I'd rather see Tyson. Like no, not even all that. But mm-hmm. I'd rather see Tyson fight a Bare Knuckle show 
if he would do that, then see him fight Holyfield for the third time. Because look, we know what we're going into with that. I think thirty million for Tyson. I think we'd make that back in like that. I really do. Yeah, yeah. I think, and and the reason why he turned that down, and then he fought Jones. You know, Roy Jones Jr. He fought that, and him. You know, it's considered an exhibition, not exhibition. There was no. I don't think there was a single headshot thrown during that fight. <sighs> I watched. Of- yeah, I don't think there was either. But I got to tell you. I'd rather see him do bare knuckle, but it's Tyson. So I think Tyson has a couple more fights, maybe one more, maybe two, where people will tune in for curiosity factor. And it's if he doesn't, nostalgia, man. Yeah. People, it's like buying it's, an it's old. It's not the same Tyson, though. It's not because he's calm now, which is good for his life. But for fans, I want to see crazy Tyson. You know? I, I think it's going to be very similar to a Jones. It's probably going to be an exhibition. And I, I saw that already, and I, I think I'm over it. To be well, honest, I, with you. Well, I love Tyson as a fighter. I love him as a human. Um, he's turned his life around. Great guy. Uh, but yeah, I think I'm, I'm past that. I, I probably would watch, but I'm past talking about it now because mm-hmm. we're here for bare knuckle fighting championship. And look, here's the thing. Uh, the heavyweight division on fire in bare knuckle fighting championship, something Speaking you don't of, see yeah. in boxing anymore. So we have that. The heavyweight division is absolutely on fire. Again, you're not seeing that in boxing. That's why I'm excited. That's why we're wearing these hats that are too tight for my head. Because <laughs> where are we headed next? We're headed to PKFC 17. Birmingham, Alabama. Boom. The home of Dr. James Andrews as well, who fixes mm. a lot of athletes up. Birmingham, Alabama. It's going to be awesome. You know, the college kids are going to show up. It's going to be it's going to be an insane atmosphere, I feel like. I can't wait. And first time. First time I know. First time. That's where we're Sporting out first time, debut in Alabama, and what a fight we're bringing. A heavyweight title eliminator, Josh Burns, who had a great career in, in England, and now he's having a great career here, yeah. taking on Dylan Kleckler, who I believe his first fight was my first time with the organization. I remember interviewing him, and, and Kleckler in amazing shape, hits hard. We're very excited about Kleckler versus Burns. Uh, April 30th, BKFC 17, Birmingham, Alabama. Can't wait to talk more about that. I mean, Josh is a killer. He's going he's gonna to take you out. We saw him take out Sorrow and, and had a couple words for him at uh, the Miami show we did a while back. And like I said, we've seen Kleckler many times. He's incredible. Uh, so these two are very heavy hitters. It's going to be an awesome fight available on the BKFC app. So if you don't have that yet, bkfc.com. Very excited to make our debut in Birmingham, Alabama. Oh, How does Forrest awesome, Gump say man. it? <laughs> Alabama. I might start running there right now. Like Forrest did start running there, you know? Might get there by, uh, by uh, fight day. I wonder if Lieutenant Dan's going to be there. All the Alabama people are going to hate me. I'm not know, making fun of you. I, I love, I'm very excited to go to Alabama for the show. We all are. Um, but Forrest Gump was the best thing in my movie-wise Alabama yeah, stuff. absolutely, yeah. man. So I we're looking that. forward to that. And uh, we're looking forward to another great show again coming up uh, next week. Same time. Make sure you, I guess, what do they do? They follow us. They subscribe to us. Tell your friends. Every Thursday at 12 o'clock. Every Thursday at 12 o'clock. I don't know if you have a Tiger Life anymore, so I'm going to toast your head if you don't. This is what we do. Thank you, Tiger Life. Boom. Cheers. Thank you guys for hanging out today as we get ready to head out here. And I tell you one thing, knuckle up.